Welcome back to the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast. Another, well, last episode was a preview on preview edition, so I guess this is a review on review edition. <laughs> it's going to be a little shorter, but that's fine because there's still a lot to talk about. And we're going to talk about the finals and how the Raptors stole game one. I guess we say stole, but they were at home. But any game you can win against the Warriors in the finals is a steal. And we're going to talk about the slaughter that was unexpected on my part <laughs> with the Europa League final. And then at the end, we'll just splash in a little bit of the the preview of the Champions League. But before we do that, let's get rolling. What a time. <laughs> what a time for everyone, really. I mean, well, not for you. <laughs> I guess oh. we'll jump into that first. When Wednesday was a tough day. I'll, I'll, that's, that's what I'll start out to say. I'll give you, give you some time to talk about what, uh, <laughs> what you were thinking. I watched only the first half because then I had to go to work. But you, you devoted time <laughs> and energy to this game. I, at one point, was just pondering to myself that I, I go to a... Uh, local uh, supporters bar for Arsenal fans and at one point I just looked up at the scoreboard and I was like I took a day off of work to watch this bull crap <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so fed up with it that I actually walked out of the bar at the I think it was the 70th minute oh wow uh, it was like when a Wobie scored and then uh Hazard, I think, scored the penalty to make it 4-1. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as it was 4-1, when he made the penalty, I walked out. I was uh, I was disgusted. <laughs> what uh, what did you see that went wrong in that game for you guys? I mean, obviously, this first half, it ended 0-0. So how did you feel at the half, at least? So, I mean, I, you saw the first half, too. I don't know what your opinion is, but I, I felt thought Arsenal, scared. <laughs> I, I thought Arsenal controlled most of the first half. We looked lost in the first half. Yeah. I don't know if Sari took his cigarettes and shoved it up everyone's butts, <laughs> but like they got a real pep in their step in the yeah, second were, half. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Giroud had that one uh, shot in the first half that Czech put a good save on. Now, I, I, yeah. I think besides that, that was really the only good chance that Chelsea had the entire half. Arsenal had like six chances. We couldn't put any of them away. <laughs> and then, please, someone explain to me how that wasn't a penalty oh, on a bombing. Well, game. obviously. Oh, wait, not the Lacazette one. Or excuse me. That was it. Was you're right. It was Lacazette, not a bombing. I watched that and I was like confused because they were like, I th I immediately was like, oh my god, we gave up a fucking penalty in like the first like eight minutes, and then they were like, oh well, no, if you clearly see right here, he um he clearly got a ball first and then the foot. I'm like, I didn't see ball at all. Uh, yeah, I, I just saw Kepa dive whatsoever. in front of Lacazette's ankle. And the funny part was that. VAR was active for this game. Only this game. Only this game. <laughs> they said, like, yeah, it's been used entirely in Champions League, but this is the first time in Europa. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks. Bless up. <laughs> and so not only do they don't give a penalty outright. No penalty at all. The fucking asshole of a ref doesn't even want to go to VAR and, like, and check it. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want to do it. It's like, dude, you have VAR. Use VAR. Like, uh, <laughs> It's I, hated, but if it's there, use it. Oh, my God. Like. That's the thing. I, I mean, I, I'm the first one to tell you I'm not a big proponent of VAR, but 
if you're going to set the rules that you have VAR in the games <laughs> now, why are you not using it? It's, it's like, like their last resort. They'll be like, all right, I guess we'll use it. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, well, that's the, another thing, too, just to digress, I, I guess, from my point. But some refs are going to probably use VAR all the time, and then there's going to be other refs who probably want nothing to do with it. So it's probably like, those that are confident in their it, own opinion and don't, don't care if they get shit on by everyone Mike, else. Mike Dean. <laughs> Mike Dean. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Mike. Like, that's the other thing. It's going to it's going to play in a referee style of, of refing now. Like there's going to be some guys that want to check every call. And then there's going to be other guys that, like you said, just are so confident in their own ability that they're not going to want to go to the monitor whatsoever. It's I, I honestly, after the first half, I was just like, Oh God. Cause Conte was like, like the, even the, like the announcers were talking about it. He looked sluggish in that first half. You could tell well, whatever injury he had was really like playing a role. Cause he's a kid who moves around all the time. So getting any form of leg injury is going to really, I don't know, dampen your ability to run around. And Conte's such a nice guy that he probably didn't even say anything to sorry about how bad he's hurting. He's probably like, oh, uh, uh, N'Golo, can you play this game? And he's like, with with half a hamstring or something, he's probably like, oh, yeah, yes, coach, yes, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. <laughs> he's just like, wow. I, I was just watching that, and like, I was surprised because when we said what we predicted the lineups to be, I was not expecting Christensen to get the start, even yeah. though they, they're like, he started all Europa League. I'm like, yeah, well, this is the final. Like, Europa League, we were able to sprinkle in our B squad and still win. But I didn't want Andres Christensen, who's been, in a <laughs> for better or for worse, um, not great. <laughs> yeah. I would have rather done the lineup that I thought of, but I guess we're going to put Azpilicueta right back and then take Andres Christensen and slot him in. Marcus Alonso still on the bench because I don't know what he did to Sari, but Sari hates him. Uh, it paid off because uh, you guys definitely got the dub. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but um, I feel like this game, for at least the Chelsea fans, I feel like this is what everyone's agreeing with, is that that was Hazard Swansong and his masterpiece to end his uh, Chelsea reign. It's It's... It's it's over. <laughs> His quotes just basically said like, "Yeah, you know, I think it, I think it's time to move on. I mean, maybe it's time for a new challenge. You can't say oh, it's time to move on, and they'd be like, maybe it's time. Like, yeah. just say you're going. Like, we, we're not upset anymore. You gave us the champ the chip that we really didn't even need, honestly, because we were already going to <laughs> Champions League. You know, if but, I was a little bit better on the on the soundboard for the computer, I would queue up time to say goodbye by Andrea Bocelli <laughs> time <laughs> to yeah so I think he, I think he's uh yeah he's gone but uh Giroud came in once again to clinch Gir his golden boot Gir Giroud was unbelievable but yeah a after the first that half feel? oh god uh after the first half yeah I mean I thought Arsenal controlled the game and then the second half it I mean, we started out the first 10 minutes of the second half it was still pretty even in my mind and then 55th minute Against the run of play, Giroud puts that glorious <laughs> header in. Yep. And I was just as soon as Giroud scored that goal, I was like, "Man, we're we're in trouble." Like uh, we were were in trouble, and uh, yeah, it, it all just went to shit from there. It was like an avalanche. Yeah. It was like goals within like five minutes apiece. Like when that Wobie goal happened, I'm pretty sure Hatter scored like two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said to you last episode, I said you know, Arsenal's uh, got a good chance of winning, but they'll most likely find a way to bottle it like like they do in other competition european competitions oh man so what's we, the arsenal fan outlook after this game basically like what are you thinking the plan is now now that you're basically locked into another season of europa well here's we really needed that champions league money in terms of transfers this year in the summer because 
we have some glaring deficiencies that we what? need to fix. Where? Uh, <laughs> any word or any position that begins with defense or has defense in it, we need to fix. I was so surprised after we because we were, when we talked on the last pod, we were talking about Koscielny, and Koscielny gets the tap to start, and I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> can't wait to watch these bum Achilles go for it." Yeah, I mean, so. It- Outlook is basically, I mean, we, we need defenders. And speaking of Koscielny, I think that guy cannot be a first choice uh, or even second choice center back. He, he should be really your third or fourth choice center back starting next year. He's too old. Mustafi needs to be put in a cardboard box and shipped <laughs> to Siberia. I was so glad he didn't play a minute this game because I knew if he was in, it would have been 6-1 or, or 7-1 <laughs> instead of 4-1. Um, I mean, Bellerin coming back, I think definitely helps us. We also have Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, which I don't know how they're going to figure that out in terms of both them playing like that right wing back position. I think our, our left back, uh, Kolasinac is, is pretty good. Monreal, that's probably another guy you want to keep on the squad. Uh, but we need, and Socrates, I, I, I think he did serviceable this year. We should keep him, but we need at least one center back signing if not like a center back and a left back or a center back and a right back signing. We need some defenders, man. We we can't fucking defend for shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what what names are you thinking of when you think of, like, Arsenal defender, like, targets, like, in terms of, like, the money you think you can spend now with your limited amounts of cash? Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to have to get creative in, in how we go after people. It's probably going to have to be someone from either uh, a league that you know is is not one of the top 5 leagues like maybe f- find some guy in Turkey or find somewhere in Portugal or, or somewhere like that where we can or Pepe, mi- Pepe. <laughs> yeah the 35 year old we we need we, we need more people like that that are just like absolute dogs when they defend you know uh but yeah like maybe uh you know a league like that or from a a, a top 5 league a, a guy on a team that uh you know is sort of a lower level team that will take a chance on coming to Arsenal because he's never been in a club that big before. Um, in terms of actual names. <laughs> who, like, give me your dream wish list of players that you think are well, available dream, for you. Dream, dream wish, wish list is Sergio Ramos. But, yeah. Know, oh, no, that's I've, never going to happen. Yeah, he just also, like, those. there was those rumors of him wanting to go to China, and they said, yeah. like, that they agreed. It was up to Real Madrid, and then he comes out with an impromptu uh, press conference and goes, like, I want to retire at the Bernabeu. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I guess he's staying. Yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely need someone on the younger side. Um, who who was the kid from Lyon or uh, Monaco? I think his name was Nicolas Pepe. Wasn't yeah. He? I mean, that's that's a guy I wouldn't mind. I mean, I'm I bet you we could even find some guys even in our own league in the in the you know Premier League. And everyone like really that. likes um the kid from Everton, Roy uh, Keane. Michael Keane. Michael yeah, Keane, yeah. That's I would I would take him on my team in a second. Oh well here's the other thing too. Rob Holding uh has an AC, had an ACL tear. He's coming back next year. Rob Holding might be our best center back. I think him and him and Socrates on the same team could could be pretty good, but I still think we need an, another center back signing. I'd say Chelsea's probably in the same spot. I mean, they just re signed David Luiz to that new contract. Um th- yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh then they had um, Cahill's 
going down to the championship. I think that's really where he's been on rumored. Loan? No, I think he's his contract expired or something, or yeah, we're, he's or selling him. But um, also, we're just going to need new bodies. I think Kurzuma's coming back from loan from Everton, but I've heard he had, didn't have a great Everton spell from what I've seen. That's another guy I w- would take in a heartbeat at Arsenal, Kurzuma. Young young yep. center back that Frenchman. can play yeah Frenchman that can play with his feet and uh, you know not not afraid to go in on the tackle that's that's a guy I'd like I think Chelsea also needs to look out for those but we can't really look out for anything now that I remember that we still have the transfer ban so I guess we have to keep Herzuma and hope he is the center back of the future because I think hey, we still you got, have... you got Pulisic though that's nice yay <laughs> yeah I just saw a thing today that our record signing ever was Keppa. For 80 oh, yeah. million, and I'm just like, wow, that is pathetic. <laughs> We're like this top four prem club, and our best signing is like a 19 year old goalkeeper. Yeah, that's kind of depressing because you see like Man U who sprinkles all the money in for like Pogba and Lukaku, and then you see Man City with De Bruyne and Sterling and Aguero. We have Kepa <laughs> and Pulisic and Murata as our top three signings ever. Ooh. Those are not um, getting tickets sold, selling quick. Oh, God, he might be coming back, too. <laughs> oh, jeez, he's, he's going to be coming back, too? He's on loan, so he's. but I think we're, they're going to extend the loan from what I've heard. But I'm just not, I feel like it's so weird because like, I think all Chelsea fans are super excited we won the title, but now we have to go back to remembering that our team's an absolute dumpster fire that yeah. can't be well, – there's no extinguishers to put it out with this transfer ban. So it's just it's a really really weird spot to be in. Yeah, I mean, I'm, in terms of outlook for next year, I mean, I think you guys are in a pretty good position with with having Champions League football, and you know, you you probably need two or three more players. Hopefully, uh, the youth that the, we loaned out coming yeah. back in would like Tammy Abraham getting Pulisic in, and maybe getting like Bachuai back. Yeah, and getting Rudiger back is going to help, and all your guys that were were injured and everything. Yeah, Rudiger was the MVP besides Azpilicueta of defense. I mean, I, I don't know what your views are on Sari, but as of right now... I think he's out. You think he's out? Yeah, I just don't think he wants to be there. And you can't really force a manager to be there. And he's refusing to rule out, like... Juventus moves. Yeah, he's refusing Which to I wouldn't out, refuse like, to rule out Ronaldo being oh. my main player after Hazard leaves. I'm going to be like, oh man, I'm really psyched to coach oh, no. Hudson, Adoy, and Pulisic. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one could blame him for sure. Uh, I think... I mean, at least in my mind, if Unai Emery doesn't finish in the top four next year, he needs to go. Wow. He needs to go. Like, I'm so sick of it. But you know Arsenal is just the type that keeps a manager around forever. Like oh, they, yeah. I wish Chelsea was like that. I hate getting rid of managers like two or three years in when they struggle. When every, it's natural for teams to go through ebbs and flows every year. No team is like – unless you're going to be Man City where your team is like bought by oil – like. CEOs and can just constantly flood in money. You're yeah. not going to be able to keep up with the entire prem. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The, a lot of these clubs, it's like it's called the owners inject liquidity into the club, which is basically throwing cash, their own cash, at the problem. Yeah. Like that's like like Man U, Real Madrid, a lot of those big clubs like that. 
the entity themselves, the football club, makes a lot of revenue. Like Man United, I think, might have the, the highest revenue, uh, you know, yearly revenue in all of European soccer. Yeah. So they can go out and make a signing, and they're only using the club's money to make those signings, whereas Man City and PSG are literally the owners coming in. The clubs themselves aren't <laughs> making that much money, but they're throwing their own money into the problem. So they could literally operate at losses if they yeah. wanted to because they can just throw their own money at, uh, you know, at it. So that's like the the big difference, and and that's like why Arsenal is not going to be able to sign a lot of people because Stan Kroenke refuses to put any of his own money into our club whatsoever. Like, How much money does a team make for making Champions League versus for making Europa again? I, I'm pretty sure it's it's millions of dollars. I'll I'll, I'll play stat we'll, guy right now. We'll get an intern that we don't have. Intern, <laughs> intern, get yeah. over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> you cold? <laughs> yeah, check this stat for us and get me a water. We got the mountain. From, <laughs> yeah, we got half tour. <laughs> we, we got the mountain after he uh, was done in Game of Thrones. There wasn't many people calling, so we got him in for the day. Thanks for joining us. So, what do you think of Cool Game Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, well, here we go. Oh man. Well, wow, that was quick. Clegane. Champions League prize money 2018-19. Winners to earn upwards of 100 million euro. UEFA has announced the prize money pool for Champions League season record. 2.4 billion will be distributed among Champions League participants from qualifying rounds to the final. Damn, that is crazy. So, yeah, we really needed that Champions League money. So, what's that compared to Europa? Like a, a food stamp? Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's probably get... like uh, a Chili's gift card or something. <laughs> we got you the one that works at all three restaurants. We got Chili's, we got uh, TGI Fridays, and we got KFC. You're welcome. Then Ozil's like, I'm vegan, though, <laughs> even though I look like a fish. What do you think about Ozil? Like, what's going to happen with that? I have no idea. All right, so I just got a little bit uh, more depth into those stats right there. That was a spur-of-the-moment question that failed horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Base fee for group stage is 15 million euro. A group match victory, 2.7 million euro. A group match draw, 900,000 euro. Like... There's so much money that we are just not going to get now. Uh, what are you talking about? That sounds wild. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Ozil, I think he... he uh, oh, we're coming back to the question dope. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to just straight up ignore your he question. He was staring into the mountain's blood-covered eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just got I lost. I thought he was going to... Kyburn. Yeah, Kyburn me in, like, two seconds. But, yeah, sorry. Sorry, stack guy. It's Bye, right. Sir Gore. <laughs> that was a good game. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Ozil doesn't fit the style of play that we play under Unai Emery now. And he, uh, he, he, I think he is a guy who needs to go. That's the thing. Like almost half our squad, like doesn't fit Unai Emery's style of play. So like, you know, yes, I understood he was, he's trying to, you know, make do with what he has, but, uh, you know, it, it's tough to play that, the, the, the style he wants to play when, you know, Half our squad members don't condone, uh, aren't, aren't you know, don't condone the style he want he wants, you know. Yeah, it's pretty tough for both of us. I mean, for completely different reasons. So we'll probably talk about the transfers later in the summer too. I mean, we'll keep up with all the actual news that happens and some like sprinkles. 
but uh, we're going to move on to the NBA Finals, which was the Siakam game, as it's being most commonly referred to, because Siakam decided to just turn into Giannis Light <laughs> and become this absolutely all insane all-around player, except he's actually better than Giannis because I feel like he has a more consistent shot than Giannis does. But that was – he just – took the Warriors out and just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, he turned into the Rock'em Shock'em robot right there. <laughs> he was just sitting there punching the whole time. I was, it was unbelievable. Like, he, I, I mean, yeah, pretty much Giannis Light is, is a good uh, you know descriptor of it because some of the moves that this dude was making, I, I haven't seen a big man be able to move that well in so long. Like, he's running like a deer. Boogie was envious on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> he was going to like, look at those hamstrings. Boogie was like, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that many cheeseburgers. Maybe I shouldn't have pulled my quad in the second game. Yeah. Maybe I should have been in shape more. Yeah, shock him at one point. Hit him with the uh, the Kareem Jr. Jr. skyhook <laughs> and just came out of nowhere high off the glass and, and put that in. Like, the the dude was just, he was making every type of shot. He, he, was, he was hitting jumpers. He's going in the low post and taking people down. He's beating people one-on-one -on -one off the dribble, and he's getting fast break points in transition. Like, it, it, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Draymond was literally guarding him for a majority of the game, and watching Draymond against Siakam was like watching a world-class Olympic sprinter go against a high school sprinter. <laughs> like, Draymond was gassed <laughs> around the second quarter, and he was just like, all right, can like Clay go on him or something? Or maybe <laughs> Kavon Looney? But it, doesn't, it didn't matter because, like, you would see, like, like Marcus Gasol, like, the most common play was Marcus Gasol getting the board. You'd see Siakam already start sprinting down the court, and everyone else is like, where the hell is this guy go? Oh, wow, he's completely open. And Gasol would do an outlet right to him, and Siakam would just finish. Either way, if it was contested or uncontested. I think he got fouled and got, like, at least two and ones opportunities in that game. Yeah, there, there was uh, th that one play where he tried to lay it up off the glass it hits off the rim didn't doesn't go he jumps up again and tips it with his left hand and it takes a couple bounces and goes in it was like this he couldn't be denied he's getting his own rebound he's getting his this own dude boards an energizer bunny on yeah. gas yes <laughs> on crack <laughs> spicy spicy p is what they call him yes yeah, spicy p i, I like rock him shock him robot that's just <laughs> me but Either way, Siakam, you're loved. Yes. <laughs> but um, Kyle Lowry, I said, was going to have to be really important in this game. And I know, like, stat-wise, he was, like, two for nine. But he was also very effective at being a floor general all around. He was um, – I think he had only finished with, like, four or five points. But he also hit a clutch three towards the end of the game. Dagger. That he honestly did not need to take. <laughs> that was definitely a heat check moment. Like, guys, you know, I'm, like, one for eight right now. But what, let me just drain this three real quick. That, then, was, that was a that was a this is for Fred Jr. moment right there. <laughs> My God, child, <laughs> just take it. Fred's like you're not the Godfather. Shut up, Fred. And then, um, yeah, he like had like at least I think eight assists, and I think he also had six boards. So I mean, at the end of the day, like he doesn't have to as long as his impact on the court is like present, then that's fine. That's what I don't need Kyle Lowry to drop twenty if Siakam is going to step up and drop at least twenty five a game, which yeah. I know it's very unrealistic because he looked shell shocked in that Buck series. But apparently, when you play in the six, you become a lot more comfortable. But the finals, <laughs> yeah. I guess, made him feel better. I guess. I guess he was just running through the six with his woes. <laughs> <laughs> Drake's like, "You're on my new EP. Yeah, you're you, welcome. You know how that shit goes." <laughs> and then, um, also another big part of that game, I felt was that 
uh, the Warriors, like you said, like we're gonna throw the kitchen sink. I think they threw the pipes underneath the kitchen <laughs> sink with it because they played like their entire bench minus Bogut. Which if I was Bogut, I'd just be like, what? What? Why the fuck am I not getting minutes? <laughs> like, I'm watching freaking pa- like um they played like everyone. It's they a- played Boogie for <laughs> eight minutes. They just signed this guy off the street and gave him a jersey. He's in. Wait a minute, I thought he was from YouTube. Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> is that the professor? <laughs> and then like. Uh, Boogie played eight minutes, and they sprinkled most of it in the beginning of the fourth quarter. And I'm, like, thinking, like, if I'm Steve Kerr, like, why the hell am I playing Boogie? These minutes, like, sprinkle them in in the beginning or, like, the middle, like, when the flow of the game has happened. Not like, all right, guys, it's crunch time. All right, Boogie, how's your hammy feeling? Oh, it's a little sore. Get out there. <laughs> he, had, he had, like, one good assist to Clay, and I think. He had zero points. He was 0 for 2. Yeah. Uh, five boards, it. I think, which a center should be getting boards. So that makes sense. But, I mean – the war- the Warriors like really surprised me because you could just tell that after the first quarter they were like wow this this is already a lot closer than I was expecting this to be. Well, I'll tell you what, I- I'm not even sure it was after the first quarter. I I think it's when Toronto came out and bang 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 made three threes straight in a <laughs> row and it was uh nine to seven and Golden State was like oh shit that's 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 what we do. <laughs> I think Nick Nurse decided to become a magician because he resurrected the dead corpse of Danny Green and had Danny Green turn back into Spurs Finals Danny Green because he was just knocking down a ridiculous amount of threes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always, you know, like they say, the finals, it's the guys that uh, that you don't think anything of that, that do the things that no one thinks are, is possible. And, uh, you know, we got Danny Green from an older player from a championship-winning Spurs team. We got... Uh, discounted in a yeah, trade like, yeah. yeah you could you know what just take him too we got pat mccall who, who got a, a a ring with uh with golden state coming back in we got marcus Gasol, who's a little bit washed up coming from looked you know, amazing look, yeah coming from a, a career uh, with the grizzlies like we got dudes and then you got fred van vliet a guy from a Wichita, father a, a, <laughs> a father, a father too. <laughs> from from wichita state of all places college powerhouse and, and dropping points like these guys are, are uh, you know, coming out of nowhere. That and they're gonna have to keep and Serge, Serge Ibaka, a, a guy that all playoff, a guy that went to the finals. Yeah, exactly, a guy that went to the finals with Oklahoma City. Yep, uh, never went back. What was it like? Two thousand eleven, I <laughs> yep. think it was. So the bronze first title. Yeah, look, look uh, all these guys besides Kawhi Leonard are. Uh, they're seasoned. Like they're these are not just greenhorns you're throwing in, and, and they're really stepping up. And they're going to need them to continue to do that if they have any if they want any sort of chance of, of beating Golden State. Yeah, I looked up at like my TV in the second quarter, and I see Pat McCaw shooting a three. I'm like, wait a minute, they're playing Pat McCaw in this game? Because <laughs> like, why did you wait until the finals? I guess because he was like a former Warrior. I thought that was just going to be so they would have intel like on what the team's like. Because you know, Warriors haven't really changed the way they played in forever. So, I guess now the quest. Everyone's overreacting. They're like, "Oh man, if Durant doesn't come back soon, like the the the, the Warriors are fucked." And I'm just like, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, the Warriors. Like, this is all. I know this is the first game in the finals they've ever had where they've lost after the first game. But like at the same time, like I don't think they they're not their their motto is strength in numbers. But they don't have a good bench, and I really think it showed. Like I said in the last podcast, I'm like, I wouldn't want Kevon Looney having to be my guy to step up or Jordan Bell or aging Sean Livingston. Well, you know, they uh, they gave away a lot of pieces to get Kevin Durant. And at the time, I mean, yeah, it's Kevin Durant. You obviously want him on your team. But they had just uh, 
come off, uh, you know, they won a title the year before, and then <laughs> the year uh, that they lost the year after in the finals, they won 73 games. Yeah. So it's not it's not like they needed him. It was a luxury. And then they gave, they gave away pieces that, you know, fit into their system so well, like – David West, I thought was, was I love David West. Yeah, like that, I, I thought it was really dumb to, to give him away. And there was Barbosa. A couple, yeah, Barbo. There was a couple guys that that they dealt away to uh, make the cap Festus room for KD. <laughs> yeah, I mean th- 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 that was the thing with the Warriors. They, they they could go ten deep on you, and and guy number ten could drop twenty. Like you know that that was the the thing uh, w- with them, and they sort of moved away from that uh, with KD, and especially with him being an on the ball player, like you know the. Uh, the Euro style ball that they played in the first two finals, like uh, a Spurs esque type, which yeah. just oriented around passing and getting the open three, yeah, but well, open shot if it's the Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs I mean, don't shoot threes. Yeah, that's how the Splash Brothers sort of came to uh, to be from that yeah. style of play. But yeah, it's they've sort of moved away from that the last two years with with Durant being basically a point forward that you know needs the ball in his hands. Yeah, I'm not going to overreact and say that the Warriors should be like really start praying that this series is like going to go in their favor. I mean, like I guess it should make sense. I mean, I don't know why people were so blind to the idea that the Warriors bench was the key part to most of their championship runs, but also like they also had a way younger Iguodala. Iguodala's 35 right now and he just pulled his hamstring which is also another big storyline under this of KD doesn't come back you're down two small forwards which means you're gonna have to play McKinney some minutes maybe but also or um the Swedish uh, Larry Bird uh Jonas Urekbo but also like Livingston's a lot older and Livingston was also a huge part of the team they were like wow how has his career rejuvenated in like the pr- first few finals they were in but now like age is gonna show off their bench I mean their starting lineup's not old they're still like all in their like twenty eight to thirty range, so they're fine. But like without Durant, that doesn't help because you need at least some great. You need like if you're the Warriors right now, you need to make sure that Clay, Draymond, uh, Durant, and Steph, at least two of those players are on the floor at all times. So Kerr, now that Kerr's down, Durant and he had, now has uh, limited Iguodala with an aging Livingston around. They also have to make these minutes work that they can have at least two impact players on the court to make sure that the three-point threat and the ball movement stays around. Because Clay doesn't really handle the ball. Draymond does, Durant does, and Steph does. But without Durant, now you, have, you really only have two really primary ball handlers. If, if I'm LeBron James, I want two guys on my team above everyone else. Kawhi Leonard and Clay Thompson. Oh, I want Clay Thompson. Okay. <laughs> if I'm LeBron James... I need someone that can just catch the ball and shoot, and there's no one better in the game than uh, Clay Thompson at literally the, getting the ball and shooting immediately. And that's what LeBron loves to do: is drive to the basket, have four fend- defenders around him, let the defense collapse, and then just kick a perfect pass out to someone who who better than Clay, <laughs> who uh, you know half the time would make the three if it was Jr. or you know whoever else. Was Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver. Imagine having him on your team. Yeah, the only issue for LeBron is that the Warriors basically are going to offer Clay this super max that no other team can afford because the le- the bird rights will make it so it's like thirty million more than anyone else. Why yeah. would Clay want to leave the yeah. Bay Area when him and Steph are boys and he's been part of that culture for so long? Also, just breaking news. <laughs> speaking of Kawhi, uh, the Clippers were fined for tampering <laughs> with Kawhi for uh, fifty thousand dollars because Doc said that Kawhi was like the next Jordan. 
this tampering stuff is getting so out of hand. Can you not compliment people anymore? Yeah, it's on, and you know what? That's that's part of the reason Magic Johnson said he left because he couldn't deal with the uh, tampering accusations. <laughs> or maybe be like, because of everything else that we like, read. Oh, Anthony Davis dropped twenty points last night. He's a good player. The, tampering? It's like what? Like I mean, yeah. Like I just don't. Th- I think it's fair that you can't like talk to players constantly but like at the same time like i think you should be able to like go on twitter and just be like hey you know like (laughs) you could like i don't think that you think they would find someone if they're like oh man just saw the clippers last night shy gilgis alexander had an awesome game they'd be like you're trying to tamper with shy gilgis yeah it's his rookie contract i don't know no you're fine fifty thousand. i don't even watch shy i just (laughs) was saying he's a good player (laughs) yeah the tampering stuff's getting a little bit absurd but i'm glad the raptors won game one I uh, I was very very skeptical and and uh, was pretty much expecting the worst. But welcome to the six, my friend. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've uh, been on this bandwagon for the earliest of times, <laughs> and I've gotten a lot of shade for it. But I'm very content with my stance. I don't think they're going to win this next game, though. I think the Warriors are going to have a big fu game coming up. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think even if if they did somehow win the second game, even if they go down two zero, the Warriors. I still think they'd come back and win the next two games. Then they're going to be like, all right, Durant, how's your uh, how's your strained calf doing? He'll be like, actually, it's a little sore. Well, we're just going to inject you really quick, and we're going to tell you to get back down out there. Yeah. I don't care what form of KD you're getting. You like you need scorers now. Like, KD doesn't have to be like uh, – he could just do the clay role where clay just like runs around, gets an open three, and just shoots it. Like He doesn't have to be this slashing to the rim or just taking the run-up, pull-up jumpers. Like Just have KD out there. His presence alone – the, the, what I've noticed a lot in this game is that the Raptors, anytime Steph had the ball, would automatically double to force everyone else. They really were like, all right, well, I guess Clay will have to beat us because we're going to keep Steph super contained. Most of Steph's points were off free throws. They weren't off of yeah, like what, like fourteen free throws? Yeah, and they um, also were like Steph. Steph and Clay shot pretty poorly. I think they were both like around the six for sixteen range, which that probably won't happen again. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying they had jitters because I doubt they had any sort of anxiety about these games. After the fifth time, no, I don't think they do. They're just like, yeah, you know, we get to go more than college basketball dynasties get to go in, like, their full four years of college. So I guess we're just going to take this warm-up lap. <laughs> if we lose, we lose. It's Toronto. It's going to be great to drink and have a good time <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, it's going to be in- an interesting rest of the series. Um, All yeah. right. Um, we're just going to finish this up with uh, a little Champions League uh, preview of the game i mean this is a david versus goliath i think in terms of how these teams got there i mean liverpool was here last year and lost to a stacked real madrid team in a very close game also i believe and then um tottenham no one really expected tottenham i feel like to even make it past dortmund i feel like they thought that dortmund was going to have all the power to win that game i mean made it past dortmund made it past man city made with it past, all of their injuries too yeah. made it past ajax after being down at one point, three goals to nothing. Man, they, they, uh, yeah, it's definitely a tale of two different stories. But, uh, when it got to the semifinals, both these teams were pulling rabbits out of every hat they possibly oh, could. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, I think it's kind of a win win for regardless of who wins, if, unless you have your biases about the teams. Boo, Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in terms of like, a story you can't really be upset with both of of either team one i mean me personally i think i want tottenham to win just because i i just don't want i think it, I, I would root for a team that basically won as a team and i think liverpool is like they were here before 
I think they have. I think they're the favorites, and no one just doesn't want to root for the underdog. <laughs> yeah, but I what mean, do you expect out of this game? Because now Harry Kane is reported to play. He said of the game like a week ago. His quote was like, "If the game was today, I'd be ready to go." Um, I think this will probably be a classic Premier League game where the first half is probably like zero zero or one nothing at halftime, and then in the second half, the goals are just going to start getting poured on. I could see combined goals from both teams. I could see six goals. I could see a four two. I could see a, a you know a. Uh, a 3-3, then we're going to overtime and it goes to penalty kicks or something like oh, that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game for sure. Um, and I think it's going to, at one point, get very wide open, which I think suits Klopp's team a little bit more than it does Pochettino's. Who um who are your like X-Factor players under the radar on each team that can make a huge impact? Uh, For Tottenham, uh, I think Lucas Mora. And Hunming's son are the guys that are going to have to step up and as they have for yeah. the whole race to now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, when Harry Kane went out, Hunming's son turned into basically Sonaldo. Yeah. Sonaldo <laughs> pretty much and just became a, a Terminator. And uh, Lucas Mora has scored some very clutch goals, especially in the semifinals against Ajax, scored one or two, possibly three goals, uh, you know, in, in that game to send them through the final. So those guys are definitely going to have to, uh, you know, be the impact impact players. In terms of Liverpool, it's going to be their front three. Their front three, it's been getting things done for them the past two years. Salah and uh, Mane both led the uh, Premier League, along with Aubameyang, <laughs> uh, in Slight goals plug. this year. Yeah, a uh, little, little Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A little plug right there. A little, there. Right a little there, pat yeah. on the back. <laughs> but uh, them two plus... Firmino, yeah, oh yeah, don't give, oh god, <laughs> golden I boots. Wanna, I want to cry, <laughs> <laughs> but them two plus Firmino is going to be very hard to stop. Uh, you know, regardless of how anyone plays behind them. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, basically the attacking options on both sides are going to have to come up very big. Um, and the other thing is Becker. I, I think Becker's. Still, sort of a question mark for me. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get, know how good he is. There's people who really like are like refuse to stay that he is not good. Yeah. There's like these apologists. They're like, oh, oh, well, he he led the league with the most saves. I'm pretty sure he let the most goals go by in too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like uh, like easily savable goals, yeah. might I add. I mean, uh, I I think they def- the Tottenham definitely has the advantage in goalkeeper Hugo Yoris. DUI Loris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Against DUI Salah. Just keep him sober up until What is with all the, like the star players in soccer and DUIs? I feel like I that's know. the most common charge I ever see for them. They're like, for oh hazard go to DUI. Take an Uber. <laughs> take an Uber. I you have the money. <laughs> you have the money. He's like, Oh, but my Lambo's parked here. <laughs> well, whatever. What are you gonna do? And then uh yeah, I mean I, I'm uh, hoping for a good game. I mean, I expect it. I think it will be better than last year. I don't know. You won't have a controversial. <laughs> you won't have Salah get absolutely knocked out in the first two minutes and take all the wind out of Liverpool. Oh God, no! Tottenham doesn't have anyone who can do that anyway. They got Vertonghen and Alderweireld, the Belgian boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> along with Davidson Sanchez, the the Colombian. Uh, he never plays back. it for them. I feel like he just sits there. And they're like, oh well, he's pretty good. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. isn't he like an 84 on FIFA? No, <laughs> don't play him anyway. I mean, it's whatever. They hate Trippier. 
I, I have a friend who's a Tottenham fan, and he cannot stand Trippier. Why? He says he's so overrated, and that he scores. He and then he scored like an own goal, like the the day after he said it. He's like, "See, told you, Trippier, <laughs> trash." He's also linked to like Atletico, like they want him out. And then I saw this thing that said like that Trippier was on like the biggest bust of the season. Oh, jeez, he wasn't I just signed this year, right? Like I no, thought he's been he's on the been team there for, there a for a while year or two. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't get it. I mean, Tottenham fans they just like to nitpick, and then they're gonna have their super splash summer, and then they'll be like, "Oh wow, Tottenham, at- Tottenham fans suck." That's what that should tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need the grit and grind of pain and suffering, like like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before we end here, uh, I want to get final score predictions. Wh- who do you think is gonna win, and what's gonna be the final score for the Champions League? Yep. Um, I think that uh, I think it could go two. I think it's gonna go three two either way. But I want to put. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna put. I'm not gonna be like the. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Tottenham three two. Okay. I, no, say, I like it. Hey, you, you make a prediction. You gotta stick to it. You gotta. I, I I like to ride with this Tottenham squad. I was pretty hyped after they beat Ajax. I feel like that was more miraculous than Barcelona, kind of in a way, because Barcelona is definitely not known for their defense, <laughs> and I think Ajax had has stout defenders i mean for god's sakes they're mostly linked to top clubs so it's not like there's some scrub defense out there they're just young yeah i mean i think it's gonna be i think liverpool's gonna win oh man my mind again (laughs) my my mind is telling me four to two but for some reason i want to say four one maybe it's just i haven't gotten the chelsea arsenal (laughs) for some reason that score sounds really satisfying on the other end but yeah i Final prediction, I think Liverpool 4-1. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Take it to the bank. All right. Well, it's, we didn't do any water cooler talk today because it kind of has to be a shorter episode. But don't worry. The segment's not dead. <laughs> it's going to come back. Yeah, sorry, guys. I got I to gotta run out to a uh, bachelor party this week. Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, thank you all for listening. Yeah.